What's up, guys? Chris Harry with you on a Week 15 edition of Chargers Weekly. Thursday night football from Las Vegas. Bolts taking on the Raiders in a short week. Coming up, we're going to hear from the Chargers nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Defensive end Isaac Rochelle will join me. But first, it's time to see what's on the menu. Powered by Subway with the voice of the Chargers, Matt Money-Smith. Money, fun to get a win at SoFi Stadium against the Falcons last Sunday, 2017. And, you know, the special teams showed up. Michael Badgey with eight points and, and Nas with that 76-yard kick return. It was good to see. It was, you know, and we talked to, to Tom Telesco on the uh, on the radio show with Petros, you know, and I thought he brought up a good point because I said, hey, it's it's got to be nice for for Justin to, to get that first, you know, game-winning drive under his belt, right? And, you know, I thought he put it perfectly. He's like, that ain't on him, man. You know, that guy, that guy had a game-winning drive in New Orleans. That guy had a game-winning drive in Denver. He's had a bunch of game-winning drives. We've just let him down, you know? Yeah. He's like, so I, I would assume for, it's more like, it's good for us to get him a game-winning drive because he certainly deserved it. So it was nice to see Badgley, you know, pump that 43-yarder straight down, straight down to Pike um, and, and finally walk off with a win instead of disappointment after, after, you know, your rookie quarterback did everything right. And you know what? DJ said it on the broadcast, and it's pretty crazy when you think about it. You know, I'm thinking about 63 yards in the air to, to Guyton, uh, you know, 68 yards in the air to Tyron Johnson, the, that freaking touchdown that he threw to Keenan in the Jets game. And, and DJ said, I think that throw to Tyron Johnson to set up the field goals, the best mm -hmm. throw he's made this year. Um, just have to be on the move under pressure, no time. You got to hit him in stride so we can get out of bounds to stop the clock. Um, just, and, and it was on a rope, you know, right. It, it could not have been a better throw. So yeah, it was a lot of fun to see, you know, look, you got four wins on the season. I get it. But it's good to see that all come together and, and complimentary football, special teams helping out the offense to put them in a position to win. Yeah, the moment, I think that makes that, that throw that much more special because you know what the moment is. You have yeah. to convert there to win that game, and Justin certainly did it. Defensively, uh, six turnovers in the last – uh, three games, I believe. I think they had nine turnovers in the first 10 games. So again, you're starting to see the complimentary football, all three phases kind of clicking at the same time. We haven't really seen that this year, Money. Uh, I think Sunday was kind of a sneak peek of that. The special teams played pretty well. Uh, the offense played well when it had to, and uh, the defense came up with some timely uh, interceptions. Yeah, I think you can drop the really out of that statement. We haven't seen it this year. We yeah. have not seen a complete game from this team in all three phases this entire season um, you know it took until the 13th game to get it and it's exciting when it happens because you see the talent you know the pressures as Joey was getting doubled that whole game and you got Justin Jones getting the first sack of his career Jerry Tillery making an impact Nick Vigil you know flying through from the second level to make big plays and the corners you know not just getting their hands on balls but getting interceptions and and finishing those plays so they're not past breakups but they're picks so it, it absolutely was great to see, especially to pick up. And, you know, I think you go back and look at the film. You never want to, you know, it's, it's always, a, a, you know, an amalgamation of things. But you kind of look at that interception for Herbert and, and obviously Keenan was hurting and it just wasn't kind of your typical Keenan play on that one. And, and I think it was great to see, you know, redemption for Herbert following that interception after his, his defense got him the football so he could, he could make that play. It really was a, it was a fun game. I think it's a fun plot you know, it's, it's a plot line that I think is fun to follow in that contest and how it all got put together, considering what had happened the, the, 
the, the week before, if you take out one play at the end of the first half, you know, unfortunately yeah. you can't do that. And that's still going to be talked about how that, you know, how something like that can happen. Well, Thursday, I go back to what the Chargers did against the Falcons, held them to 70 yards rushing, the fewest since last year when they held the Packers to 45 yards rushing. That's going to have to carry over because you look at that first matchup, Devontae Booker and Josh Jacobs average 6.2 yards a carry. Uh, if they can stop the run and get the running game going, you saw what Indianapolis was able to do on Sunday with Jonathan Taylor and company. I think that's where the game could be decided, Money, What do you think? Well, and Josh Jacobs is beat up, right? So, yeah. A, you've got Jacobs is beat up, Ruggs is out. So that certainly alters a lot on that defense in terms of that speed and, and having to commit resources just in case he gets behind. Now that Derek Carr show he's willing to throw, shown that he's willing to throw that ball. So Ruggs not being in there certainly helps, um, even though he had very little impact in, in receive, you know, as far as catching the ball in the first meeting. He didn't catch a ball, as a matter of fact. He had a single rush, but he's kind of emerged a little bit uh, as of late. So not having him in there, I think, is going to help. A beat-up Josh Jacobs is is certainly going to help because, man, he's one of the best in the business when he gets it going. And I think, you know, I think committing resources to that, you're going to be able to commit maybe some more resources to it because, you know, I, I we've said it before. We probably said it in this exact same space prior to the Raider game. Beat, beat us over the top. You know, that would be my mantra if I were Gus. You know what, Derek Carr, you want to you change your stripes? You want to take your shots downfield? Then you know what, get after it. And you know what he you did? Said it. He did in that third quarter. That. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, he, and and like I said, he did it in the third quarter. And guess what? They still probably should have won the game. The Chargers should have won the game. Yeah. So that, I think, is the better approach. Commit commit defensive resources to the line of scrimmage. Stop that rush attack and force Derek Carr to do what it appears he doesn't want to do because he didn't want to do it last week, you know, with seven minutes left. And those checkdowns ended up, you know, putting the game out of reach with that pick six late. That's what they did in the, in the first matchup. They set up the, the pass, those big plays in the second half with the run uh, with Devontae Booker, Josh Jacobs. That's what they're going to have to slow. It, you know, I look at the Chargers Thursday night. You remember very well, two years ago, last time they, they won a game on Thursday night. It was against a divisional opponent week 15 on the road. I think yeah, it was I my favorite it. Matt Money Smith call, the uh, the two-point conversion, Mike Williams, man. You got to remember that like it was yesterday. I do. Uh, it's clear, obviously, you know, considering what we've been through, my favorite call as well, because it's a game winner. Essentially, it's a walk off and it's the coaching staff being bold and going for two when a, an extra point would have tied the game. And it was a battle for the division. And, and, you know, you left Kansas City. You were on that flight feeling like I think the, the march to the Super Bowl is going to go through L.A. and it's going to go through the Chargers. And it was a pretty darn good feeling. Uh, just a brilliant play call. To, to, to free up Mike Williams, a blown coverage. And yeah, it was, it was definitely my favorite call. It was, you know, you don't, I'm not someone who scripts those things. I just kind of let it come to me. Maybe I should, you know, at times, but yeah, it was, and it was prior to, um, to our, um, to our leaders gaff regarding the, uh, the position in the state of Kansas city, Missouri. Um, and, and yeah, I don't know. It just came out. I think cause I've called games in Kansas city before, you know, before I got the Charger game and I was doing national games and I've called, you know, Kansas games in Lawrence and Kansas State games in Manhattan. It's just for whatever reason, it's been in, in Missouri games in, you know, in Missouri, in, in Columbia. So uh, I don't know, it just popped into my head. You know, the closest defender was in Kansas City, Kansas. So it, um, <laughs> and how can you how can you script that money? I mean, yeah. a two point conversion to end the game. It's not like you're uh, your prepared scenarios exactly. before the game, right? <laughs> 
for a blown coverage. Yeah. So it, uh, it worked out well. It was a lot of fun. That was a fun flight home too. So, you know, hopefully we'll get back to that. You know, I cannot wait to get back on those planes and hang out with you and, and, you know, I've had some great conversations with Philip in the, in the gallery there and and coach and Tom Telesco would always kind of make his way back or, you know, even, even, you know, Dr. Ting and Yim and, and Gazaniga, those guys I hang out with a, a lot. It's just, you, you miss that camaraderie and, uh, and it'll be fun to get it back. And I just, you know, when you mentioned that play and it being the, the two year anniversary, a couple of days ago, uh, I can remember how much fun it was being on that plane flying home and just having a darn good time. It was amazing. And, you know, it, it starts with winning in the division. And I, I think that's what's just really important for this team is they're going to have to get back to winning in the AFC West and you have three opportunities to do it. We know the playoffs uh, are not going to happen this year, but I, I still think there's something to be said about winning these games against divisional opponents and, and getting a little bit of mo going into 2021. I know it doesn't necessarily carry over, but I just think it's so important money for, for this team to start beating the Raiders and Broncos and Chiefs again. Well, yeah, you, I mean, look, you cannot get swept two years in a row in the division. You, you got to win these games and especially especially against the Raiders. It's Raider week. It's a short week. It's not ideal. Keenan's beat up. Austin Eckler's beat up. A lot of people are beat up, but you got a chance to end the Raiders season. You know, you win this game on Thursday and their season is over. And we already know, you know, they're on tilt because fire and Paul Gunther on a short week. Yeah. They're on tilt. So it sure would be fun to watch old Gruden, you know, point the finger at at other people and, and fire. I mean, it's not fun to see him fire somebody else, but just to, just to watch him get all twisted and get all freaked out. It, it certainly would be a heck of a lot of fun and have Derek Carr with his stupid motivational speeches to the media during the week. You know, it, it, it's look, I guess I've kind of become a little bit emotionally invested when it comes to, this is the only game that does it to me. And, and yeah. maybe it's cause you know, our producer, Tim Cates is part of the prehab and post for their radio broadcast. But you know, this is, this is the one game a year that I really, really want the team to win. I mean, it really is. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm looking forward to it. I think about how well they played the last time around and essentially had that thing won if Parm can control that thing to the ground. I did an event uh, last night with LaDainian Tomlinson, and I asked him, I said, do you know what your record was against the Raiders? And he knew it was good. He, he's like, I, I don't know exactly what. It was 14-4. and four. Like, yeah. we, we got to get back to the 14-4 and four era where, where LT was just running rampant over the Raiders yeah. and get back to uh, consistently beating these teams in the division. And, and I, I think you're right. I mean, this is a – this is an opportunity for the Chargers to, to play spoiler uh, against uh, a hated rival in the division and then maybe bounce back and get a little revenge on the Broncos. And then obviously week 17, it could mean maybe nothing for the Chiefs. But I think these next yeah. two especially got to get a little revenge. No doubt. It kind of goes back. I know we said it prior to the Patriots game and boy, that didn't, that didn't happen, but we Mm -hmm. said you have a chance really to kind of ruin everybody's season to play spoiler, spoiler for the Patriots to miss the playoffs. Now the Rams did that um, to, to, you know, end their run and then spoiler, you know, for, for the Raiders to bounce them from the playoffs, you have a chance to really throw, if you can, if you can play a great game against Drew Locke to, to really kind of throw, you know, their off season upside down as they try to figure out whether or not they have their long-term solution at quarterback, or if they got to commit a salary cap resources or B draft capital toward fixing that position. If you can do it again, like you did in the first half against Drew Locke. And, and then you have a chance to ruin the Chiefs season. There's only one buy, you know, and if you can knock them off in week 17, who knows, perhaps, 
you know, perhaps they get got, you know, here in these next couple or, or I don't know what the status would be if, if they both end up with two losses, if they end up as the, uh, as the one or the two, I think they would end up as the one still, but whatever, you know, yeah. go three and three and in, in, in division, carry these three consecutive wins into next year and, and challenge for the crown in the AFC West. Yeah, it'd be big. Division games are huge. Yeah. And again, I say you not going to the playoffs this year, but it doesn't matter. You got to win in the division to, to carry that over and let teams know in the, in the West that, uh, that this Chargers team's coming in 2021. Yeah. Uh, Money, always love doing it, man. I will see you at SoFi in a couple of weeks. And I, I guess you guys will be calling the game remotely. Uh, you know, I know Vegas is a, is a quick trip, but uh, I, I guess 2021 will be the first time we see Allegiant Stadium. Yeah, it will be. Uh, we'll be doing it from our, our regular broadcast spot. So, you know, it's a bummer. Again, I'm looking forward to, to getting out there and seeing that stadium. I know for people that don't know, you know, that stadium was going to be the Raiders Chargers stadium. That Those were the plans. Had the NFL approved the Carson plan instead of the Inglewood plan of, of Stan Kroenke. So it'll be kind of interesting to see, oh, this is what it would have looked like had it been Raiders Chargers in L.A. That thing would have been plopped right there. In, uh, in Carson. So definitely looking forward to, to getting in there next year. All right, Bolts fans, this season Pizza Hut, they're hooking it up with the Bolt to the Hut bundle deal that includes an exclusive Chargers poster. For $14.99, Chargers fans will receive a large three-topping pizza and a Chargers poster. Right now, it's the Joey Bosa poster that's available. Collect all six player posters throughout the season. Visit PizzaHut.com slash deals. Enter your zip code to see if your local Pizza Hut is participating in the greater LA area. Offer available for pickup or delivery while supplies last. And it's considered the league's most prestigious honor. The Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award presented by Nationwide recognizes NFL players who have not only exhibited excellence on the field, but whose passion to impact lives extends beyond the game and has led them to leave a positive legacy in their communities. It takes all of us to make a difference. Learn about this year's nominees at NFL.com slash Man of the Year. And now here's my conversation with the Chargers nominee for the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award, defensive end Isaac Rochelle. Isaac, first and foremost, congratulations, man. Yeah, appreciate it. I mean, this is a huge honor. I think about my NFL career, you know, obviously still being here and, and playing well, almost finishing my fourth year is a huge accomplishment, but... Uh, to be able to get this off the field is unbelievable. I was just telling you offline, and I mean this with all sincerity, you, you could win this every year. And I go back to the beginning of the pandemic. I had done an interview with you when Local Human was just getting going. And this was an idea that was thrust into action. Do you remember the moment when you launched Local Human? And when you flash forward, are, are you amazed by what you guys have accomplished? Yeah. I'm, I'm super proud of what we've accomplished, too. I mean, it's funny because when I talked to you at the beginning of this, it was kind of like, hey, we're starting this. We're going to need your help launching this first um, this first campaign. And I had to explain what it was. And now I think people completely understand it. And again, sorry if you hear my dog in the background. No, um, it's good. People, shout out to people, Frankie. <laughs> shout out to Frankie. Um, people totally understand what it is now. Um, and I think it's just a testament to the hard work that we've put in, um, you know, the partner that I that I had, Trevor Beck, um, in this, you know, he's helped a tremendous amount. So I'm just super proud of us. Isaac, what does it mean to you to, to give back to the community? It sounds like such a, a simple question, but you have 
made it a priority. And I, I think you've talked about it, how you, you just, you feel that responsibility as an athlete to give back to those who are less fortunate or, or just people in your community in general. Yeah. You know, I'm super fortunate to be in the position that I'm in. Um, you know, what makes me different than any other person that's not in the NFL? It's just simply that I'm massive, right? And that I'm super athletic. Uh, so it truly is a blessing. And I see it that way. And when you look at it that way, you start to recognize, well, if I'm here and I have this um, platform, you know, why not help people out? I don't really have a reason not to. And I usually take it a step further and say, you know, I think we have an obligation. Um, another thing that I always point out is, you know, this is a short window of time that that all of us are going to be in the NFL. The average career length is less than three years. And when I think about it that way, it's like, I need to maximize this um, as much as I can. And, and making an impact off the field is a aspect of maximizing the NFL experience. You gave away 150 Christmas trees uh, last week sure. in this area uh, on behalf of local human. And, and you do these things, Isaac, you gave away turkeys at Thanksgiving. Um, you're giving people free Starbucks. I mean, how have you guys been able to to kind of plan all these different events based on what's going on in our world, what's going on, you know, whether it's a season, you guys seem to have a plan for everything. And it's just, it's so impressive. Yeah. You know, we're always scheming. And like I said, I gave Trevor Beck a shout out, but he's a huge, he's a huge part of making a lot of this stuff happen. Um, another thing that's happened is, and, and again, we talked about when we first talked about this, um, how much is how much uh, things have changed? You know, we brought people on. We're way more organized than we used to be, um, and it makes it easy to kind of go with the flow. And when I say flow, kind of like what's going on with the year, but it's fun. You know, it's fun to be able to be doing stuff. What feels like now every week, um, and especially things like giving trees away. I mean, that's not a traditional uh, giving back to the community type thing. But you know, just because you might have less money doesn't mean you shouldn't get a tree. I mean, that's a, that's a luxury, right, in the holidays. But uh, it doesn't matter what your socioeconomic level is. You should be able to have a tree. When I say that you're associated with the name Walter Payton, what does that mean to you? I mean, it means a lot. And, you know, he, in a lot of ways, maximized the NFL experience. Um, and, and that's it's something I, I referenced earlier. Um, and to be to – be, uh, you know, associated with him and the award is unbelievable. And like I said, you know, it's it, it's a huge accomplishment and something that I'm, I'm super proud of. Uh, and something else to note is just the other people that have gotten this award or that have been up for the award. I mean, you look at the group of people, there's 32 of us um, that I'm associated with. I mean, it's an absolute honor. These are guys that have uh, done tons of tons of things for the community, given tons of money to the community. Um, and here I am, you know, in this group of people and I'm super proud of it. It's cool because it's, you know, I look at last year and Yuchenna Nuosu, another young guy who's doing so much in the community. What kind of conversations have you had with him about both of you being the, the Chargers nominee in each of the last two years? I always just joke around. I'm like, man, we're keeping this thing in the D line room, whatever we have to do. <laughs> yes. um, but you know, we're, I, I think we both just take pride in it. It's funny. You know, the more that I've done in the community, the more his names come up. I've had I've had interactions with people in L.A. and, you know, his name constantly comes up. So it's it's a testament to the work that he's done. It's a testament to the work that I'm doing. And it's really cool. I mean, honestly, that it's been in the D-line room two two years in a row. 
And what I love about it too, Isaac, is you're just getting started. I mean, you, this is just the beginning for, for what you have in store for not only your NFL career, but for life after football. Uh, what are the next couple of months look like for, for local human and just you in general uh, as you inch closer towards uh, the, the Walter Payton Man of the Year announcement? Yeah, so we're just going to keep building this thing out. I think up to this point, we've done a lot of really cool things. But I think what we need to do is bring some more structure to what we're doing. Um, and like I said, we brought people on. I mean, we have people working for us, doing really cool things to help us get where we want to go. Um, but like I said, we need to get a little bit more focused. So what we're going to do is um, we're going to talk about uh, two different things. One is see you on Sunday, which which you know about, which is basically a um, an invitation to start thinking about social media health. We're going to do it by organizing events on Saturdays. And, and on those days, we'll ask people to either take a day off or at least take a day off social media or at least recognize their social media use um, on that day. And the other side and the other thing that we're going to do is talk about financial literacy um, and the correlation between that and mental health. So mm. those are the two programs that we're really going to develop and uh, shoot to launch next year. But I think, you know, with with rolling those out, we're going to be more focused. We're going to be more organized. And then uh, and then obviously, I hope we just continue to sell shirts. That's a huge driving force behind all of this. Um, but we're just going to keep growing. I think about mental health during a time like this, too, when people it feels like all they do is they have access to their phone and you couple see you on Sunday with just overall mental health. How big of an issue I know how big of an issue you thought it was even before the pandemic. How big of an issue do you think it is as we take this right now? Yeah, no, it's a good question. I think it's huge. It's a huge issue. I mean, if you look at rates of depression, suicide, um, mental health issues in general since like 2013, it, I mean, the trajectory has been uh, has been not in a good direction. I mean, the rates have been doubling almost every year. And then, like you said, you couple that with a pandemic hitting, people can't leave their houses. They can't interact with other people. Um, like you said, they're they're doubling their screen time. Um, it's kind of just this perfect storm for people to be in a really mentally unhealthy place. So we're going to attack it full speed. We want to talk about it. We want to make uh, social media health a term that people say, just like sleep health um, and just like you know food health and all those things. Um, Cause it's really important. And like you said, there's no better time. Final thing for you, Isaac, I know Chargers fans, they, they see what you're doing and they probably think, how can I get involved? How can I help? How can I be a part of, of the solution for a lot of these issues? How do they do it? How do they get involved with local human? You already know what the answer is. They can go buy a shirt. That's the simplest thing. I mean, we, we like to see ourselves as facilitators and we're facilitating giving. Um, and, and people can just simply buy a shirt and we're donating all the proceeds. Um, and with those proceeds, we're doing cool things like these tree giveaways and Thanksgiving uh, food giveaways, but we're also attacking mental health, financial literacy, a lot of really cool things that need to be addressed. Uh, and, and always tell people you can go to localhuman.co.com, uh, localhuman.co. Take the M off, take the M off. Right. Take the, we don't need the M. Just code. <laughs> um, and, and like I said, we're donating a hundred percent of the proceeds. Uh, there's no, there's no salaries. I'm not taking a salary. Trevor's not. So it's all getting donated and we're doing unbelievable things. Isaac Rochelle, Walter Payton, man of the year nominee for the chargers. 
Isaac, the, the organization's proud of you. Uh, Southern California's proud of you. And, and keep up the great work, man. Uh, we look forward to seeing what you're going to do next. I know it's going to be great. Thanks. Appreciate you, Chris. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. A big thanks to Isaac Rochelle and Matt Money Smith for joining me. And of course, thanks to you all for listening. Be sure to download and subscribe to the Chargers Podcast Network wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll see you on Friday for the final drive presented by Microsoft Surface. Enjoy the game on Thursday. And until next time, I'm Chris Harey.